Yay. And okay. You do clips? Uh-huh. Do you do clips of videos or no? Okay. Sure. No, I'm not doing no, that, Brittany. Not right. everybody That's just fine. Look- it's fine. It's fine. I'm wearing you look like you're going to like a celebrity party and I'm wearing my <laughs> my my fucking house coat. I'm not gonna put this on the internet. I look crazy right now. I'm cold. I That's- want this clip. <laughs> Wear my breast cancer walk shirt. Are you crazy? <laughs> not doing this i can't so welcome to dine with the divine i'm your host ashley and today we're going to go through some magical and mystical and everything in between so on today's episode we're gonna talk about obviously food because that's part of what this podcast is about and then we're gonna dive into some spirituality of the diaspora and we're going to talk about one really slick spider so hi everybody thank you for joining us today's our first episode this is very very exciting i'm not going to vomit i haven't yet things are going well so because (laughs) because i was like oh it's our first episode i'm gonna have on somebody who makes me feel comfortable so i have my friend here who's also really awesome so i'm gonna introduce her her name is Brittany. she's on yeah she's on instagram as the herbal alchemist and so i'm not even gonna like do a big thing first of all everybody should just know Brittany is wonderful she's beautiful inside (laughs) out she's very intelligent she's very kind she's like a great all-around person so i'm so happy that she's the first person to be on here Okay, so Brittany, now we're going to talk about you. So Brittany, I want you to share with us how you got into like living a more, I don't know how to say it, spiritual life. How did you get, how did you get to where you are now? So that's an interesting question because I feel like I've always been somewhat spiritual, but I've never been at this level of spirituality. And that's only because I feel like we go through certain things in life mm-hmm. and I was going through a period of like havoc in my life mm. and I feel that's just really what catapulted it I don't feel like it wasn't ever there it was it was there it was just what's the word dormant so mm. so I feel like going through certain things like trauma made it a little more amplified for me does that make sense yeah completely I think that's I think a a process for a lot of people, right? Like mm-hmm. if if you already kind of know you're there, like you you have some what do they call it? Extra sensory perception, things like that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Once you go through some shit, then you're like, oh wow, it's all around me. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of people's experience, but that's that's great. I'm so happy about yeah. that. So you really love herbs and you really you do a lot of work with herbs and oils and stuff and you you do a lot of work like what what made you get into that like working with oils and herbs and stuff what what was your first like attraction to using those that's also a really good question so when i first started my business unintentionally Mm -hmm. I think that I was more playing around with the idea of oils and I wasn't really making them for other people I was making them for myself Mm -hmm. and so once I started using them and I started really researching and really 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 diving and researching about them and like what they do and how other people use them Mm -hmm. 
I was like, oh, this shit really works. Like this really, really, really works. Like I was using it more for like topical uses for myself. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I went into the spirituality part of it and I was like, wow, this, this really does work. Maybe it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me make another batch of this and see if this is working the same way. Mm-hmm. And it would. So I think that's what drew me to it. But I just, and I don't know, it's comfort personally for myself and then for other people it's just therapeutic I feel like it's therapeutic for me and it's therapeutic to help other people when I'm using them okay that's awesome so (laughs) so (laughs) so so all right well since you're so cool and you work with herbs actually we have a very cool dish of the week that we're going to talk about and we're going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to go on a rant. I tend to go on these rants about things. We're not going to do that right now. We're going to stay on topic. <laughs> okay. So every week we have a dish of the week. That's why I call it dine with the divine. Get it? Ha ha ha. So we have, <laughs> so we have two dishes of the week. Well, not two dishes, but two different things. So the first, our dish of the week this week, is jollof rice because okay that's what i'm talking about because people i love jollof rice people don't understand that me and you have this running joke about like nigeria jollof rice versus ghanaian jollof rice and i've yet to try like I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I've never had Nigerian self rice, but we'll get there anyway. Go ahead. Sorry. You don't need. You don't really need to. If you have Ghanaian self rice, you've already reached the pinnacle of jollof rice. So there's just no need to eat Nigerian self rice. It's just subpar, and that's just a fact. And anybody who wants to fight me about it, you can email me at dinewithdivinepod at gmail.com because I'll fight you. Just kidding. I won't fight you. So, okay. So for those of you who are like, what the hell is shallow rice? Well, it's fine. It's it's a delicious rice. So, okay. Here's the thing. Here's what you need to know about shallow rice. Most people in West Africa, in different countries, have their own, like, a little slightly different version of shallow rice. But the biggest, the two countries that are battling it out about whose jollof rice are the best is Ghana and Nigeria. Mm-hmm. This is like a serious, it's actual serious. issue. <laughs> it's okay. so serious. Like, literally, it doesn't even make sense. So <laughs> there's literally like a whole, I think it's in August, there's like a jollof rice day where there's like national competitions, like in Ghana and West Africa about who can make the best jollof rice. And that is like our biggest problem between Ghana and Nigeria. If we ever have a war, it'll just be about jollof rice. That's all we care about. In between Ghana and Nigeria are two whole countries. We don't care about their jollof rice. Sorry, Benin and Togo, but nobody's worried about jollof rice. It's just not a factor right now. I didn't even know they made their own jollof rice. So that's how, wow. So jollof rice is our first dish. I'm going to put a link in the show notes if you want to know how to make jollof rice. It's it's not that hard, but it is a little hard because you got to make it right or else mm-hmm. it's just going to be soggy tomato pasty rice. And you got to put in a lot of spices and right amount of everything. And if you don't, well, you're going to ruin it, but it's fine. So jollof rice is delicious. So that's our first dish of the week. Our second thing we're going to talk about that I didn't even know was this deep is mm-hmm. sorrel. 
Pretty, yeah, okay. If you guys don't know, I'm black. This is not a visual podcast. <laughs> Brittany's also black. Okay, so we're just practicing <laughs> everything we say with that. We're both black. We both have Caribbean roots. So, yes. okay, that's fine. Okay. So, okay. So, I grew up not really liking sorrel because I was like, oh. it tastes funny to me. Yes. But then I was like, it's good for you. So, I've been trying to like it. Yeah. So, this, hmm, go ahead. No, I said, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I was like, oh, let me look up like a cute little, let me look up a cute little recipe for sorrel. Apparently, sorrel is like a whole thing. First of all, every different countries and islands have different sorrel that they make slightly differently. Um, Yeah, people have different kinds. The one I found, this one's Jamaican sorrel recipe. But basically, it's hibiscus leaves. And usually people put like, yeah, some ginger in it. And Mm -hmm. it's like kind of like it looks like red wine. It's It's not bitter. It's exactly it's bitter. It's not super sweet but it it's good it's kind of like it's an acquired taste i will say that Mm -hmm. i feel like you have to grow up drinking it and even that like i still hate it because (laughs) and this is a funny story did i did not know that sorrel first of all in my household is sorrel sorrel. so i did not know it's hibiscus leaves i did not know it was hibiscus leaves until like two years ago i'm not lying to you i was like huh Damn, it's hibiscus. That's what it is, and yeah, you're right. It's very bitter, and it is an acquired taste. I feel like everybody does make it a little different because my aunt does make it different than my mom. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, some people take me get a little different, and I remember somebody where somebody who used to work. Oh, also, guys, me and Brittany met at our job, but Brittany doesn't work anymore. She left me, so yeah. it's fine. So somebody, <laughs> <laughs> so somebody that used to work with she was from Grenada and she, I was telling her one time I was like I don't like sorrel she's like oh you've never had my sorrel that's what everyone says and they're like you've never had the one that I make and I'm like okay that's fine like I'm sure it's delicious but okay but okay so here's the thing with sorrel because it's a, a whole thing um and it goes really good into our topic that we're going to talk about in a couple minutes okay so sorrel is basically this it's a big thing because it's a drink that literally was made by the slaves. And mm-hmm. if you didn't know, I didn't know this, that hibiscus was not native to the Caribbean. It was native to Western Africa. Okay. So okay. yeah, the in their, you know, in their kidnapping, I guess some of these slaves got to bring over some <laughs> seeds <laughs> and they planted hibiscus mm-hmm. and then just made it their thing. Like they started <laughs> to make their own sorrel from it um drinks and you know all different stuff and obviously in in africa they had their own herbal stuff and their own systems of herbalism so when mm-hmm. they came over to the caribbean to central america to south america they had to use different plants than they had right because they right. yeah they didn't have the same things so they were able to take some things. There was a couple different things that they brought with them. And I actually planted. read about this, but I also forgot what they brought. I so definitely read about this. Yes. Yes. There was like a couple things that they brought and were able to keep and grow because of the climate. 
right and, yeah so they were like okay well it's hot right. <laughs> like, we need water now exactly it's hot like it was when we were in africa so we're going to be able to grow these couple different herbs so sorrel is it's deep it's more than just like a drink and a lot of people drink it in the holidays and stuff but it's more than that it's like it's like a survival thing it's like a resistance thing for all these people who were brought over in these terrible conditions but they were able to bring these little things over and make their existence somewhat better for them and to kind of keep a part of their culture which i think is really crazy i was like all this from sorrow i mean if you think about it that's all like african-american history right (laughs) like that really is like on survival based Mm -hmm. on survival everything so yeah i i I believe that. I 1000% believe that. I can see that. Yeah. It's just like absolutely. Oh, the other two things they brought over was okra. I did not know that. Oh, okra. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okra. I was I don't like, know oh, yeah. So they brought okra and I know everybody doesn't like okra because it's slimy, but I like mm-hmm. okra. I like okra too. Yeah. <laughs> I like... get used to it. Yeah, it's one of those things. You know what I had to get used to? Not to go on a tangent, but I'm going to. Avocados. <laughs> I used to hate avocados. And then I, then people are like, it's good for you. And then I was like, I'll try it. Now I'm obsessed with avocados. Like, Damn. yeah, okay, it's fine. And cola nuts. And I don't know where in the Caribbean they have cola nut. I don't know. Now, what would you make cola nut? Like, what is made into... Well, made out of cola nuts. I have no idea because usually what I know of cola nuts is from like my dad's side, right? So mm-hmm. in Ghana, people chew on cola nuts like when they're sick and stuff. Okay. Or like, and they also call it bitter cola and it actually like opens up your sinuses. But I don't know if you can cook with it because it's not, oh, it doesn't taste oh. good. And I know for, I forget. It's which... like strictorant, right? That's what it's called. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, I think it's for Ebo people in Nigeria, cola nuts are somewhat of like a sacred thing and they use oh. them in ceremonies. I believe I might have gotten my facts wrong. I hope not. Yes. So that's, that's what we're, uh, that's sorrel. So that takes us into our next subject. That's interesting though. Isn't it? I was like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that takes us right into our next sor- topic. So Brittany was like, what are we talking about? And I was like, just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be prepared, but she's like, no, just wait. And it's like, okay, now I'm sweating everywhere, but it's fine. There's a lot of Black women who are Mm -hmm. kind of leaving the church or kind of learning to do their religious practices in their own way. Mm -hmm. So I started with there, but then I was like, no, I don't want this is this is not exactly what i want to talk about but it has it has something to do with everything and then you know what else it has to kind of do with hoteps and i'll get there because <laughs> i have to talk about hoteps and how they make me mad but okay so what <laughs> i feel like you're gonna talk about hoteps every episode you have it doesn't about, matter i could one day Brittany, you're gonna we're gonna do this again we're gonna have a whole episode just about hoteps because the <laughs> anger that boils inside of me i'm not i can't, I can't do this right now so what we're going to talk about is the other thing we're going to talk about that I did like more research on is people get very confused about this hoodoo mm-hmm. versus voodoo versus voodoo because this mm-hmm. is like three different things but then our, you'll see what's going to happen because this is like all very confusing okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm 
ranting and not getting to the point. All right, so let's start at the very beginning because that's a very good place to start. You guys, mm-hmm. sorry, we're going to have to talk about slavery for a minute again because this is just <laughs> how everything started. <laughs> okay, so in case you didn't know, here's the tape. Christopher Columbus got lost in 1492. <laughs> and he ended up in the Bahamas. And he told those people, he's like, are you Indians? And they were like, we don't speak whatever you're speaking, so we don't know what you're talking about. And he's right. like, no problem, I'm going to murder you. So he did that because he's a bad oh, man. Yeah. Before they tried to offer him a bath because he stunk. So. Yeah, they were like, sir, you are he didn't have a baby. <laughs> They said, you are so dirty. <laughs> And you're wearing so many clothes. Take it like you look uncomfortable. <laughs> Please. Let me help you. Let me help you for your own sake. You look crazy. You're wearing like tights and shoes and pants and a shirt. It is 90 degrees here every day. What are you doing? <laughs> so after that, you know, he started killing everybody because he's a dick. And then... <laughs> He he went back to this to Spain and told them, "Hey, oh my God, it's so crazy! Remember how I said I was going to India? I got there, but it's not really." And they were like, "Huh?" And he's like, "So I'm just gonna call it the West Indies because I don't have another name for it." Just stupid. That's not okay. So, <laughs> if and that's another thing. If anybody didn't know, I realized that people didn't know this. The reason Indian they call people Indians is because he thought he was in India. Like, there's people who don't know that. And I'm like, you guys don't know that? They're, Native Americans weren't like, yes, call us Indians. Why no. would they say that? <laughs> indigenous people. And they didn't even go by indigenous. They were just, we're here. This is us. Yeah, like, they were like, we're here. And we have <laughs> now different... we have to have labels because we don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we have different ethnic groups. Kind of like you guys have countries and shit. Like, we have just groups. And he's right. like, Indians. And they were like, what? And he's like, never mind. And they were like, so anyway, so then, um, oh God, so then a bunch of the most of it, the first people were a lot of the conquistadors, right? So they were Spanish explorers, quote unquote explorers, assholes who came over mm-hmm. and they went around being like, we're gonna take all of these people's shit, and then they killed a lot of the indigenous people. <clears throat> so then also there was like a lot of stuff to do here mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, in the Americas, in the Central America, South America. There's lots of sugar, there's lots of spices and stuff. And they were like, well, how are we going to get all this done? Because we're not going to do it. And we're certainly not going to pay people. So they were like, let's go to Africa and get a whole bunch of people and just make them do it. So in 1526, the first slave ship arrived in Mexico. And apparently Queen Isabella, she was one of the ones who was in charge of the whole inquisition. She was a bit much. Uh, she was like, oh, you can't make the natives do the work because they're Spanish citizens. So you have to make other people do it, which whatever. Okay. So like I said, 1526, first slave ship arrived in Mexico. Oh, okay. That I didn't yes. know. Yeah, I didn't either. So <clears throat> apparently, oh, and I'll get into it in a second. Then in 16, August 20th, 1619, 20 and odd, Angolans, also Angolans, were kidnapped by the Portuguese and they arrived in Jamestown. So this is the first slave ship to arrive in in the United States before it was United States. Okay, guys, they they arrived with 20 and odd. They left 
Angola with 300 people. So they, they died, a lot of them, on the trip. It was a terrible, terrible trip. It was months. If you don't know about how they were chained and everything, you can look online and you can see pictures of how they arranged them and everything. It's absolutely awful. And I'm going to read a quick quote. There is a really good article, and I believe it's in the New York Times. I'm going to put the link to it just so you can understand going forward when we're talking about how terrible this was, okay? So the iron... The iron entered our souls, lamented a formerly enslaved man named Caesar, as he remem- as he remembered the shackles he had to wear during his forced passage from his home in Africa to the New World. Used as a restraint around his arms and legs, the coarse metal cut into the captive African skin for the many months they spent at sea. Children made up about 26% of the captives. Because governments determined by the ton how many people they could fit into the slave ship. Enslavers considered children especially advantageous. They could fill the boat's small spaces, allowing more human capital in the cargo hold. Africans were crammed into ships with no knowledge of where they were going or if they'd ever be released. These forced migration is known as the Middle Passage. As Odua Equino, the formerly enslaved author, remembers, I was soon put under the decks and there I received such a salutation in my nostrils that I had never experienced in my life. So that the loathsomeness of the stench and crying altogether, I became so sick and low that I was not able to eat, nor had I the least desire to taste anything. I now wish for the last friend, death, to relieve me. Overheating, thirst, starvation, and violence were common among slave ships, and roughly 15% of the ship's enslaved population died before they ever reached land. Suicide attempts were so common that the captains placed netting around their ships to prevent the loss of the quote-unquote human cargo and therefore profit. Working-class white crew members, too, committed suicide and ran away at port to escape the brutality. Enslaved people did not meekly accept their fate. Approximately one out of 10 slave ships experienced resistance, ranging from individual defiance, like refusing to eat or they wanted to jump overboard, to a full-blown mutiny. That's something that really pisses me off, that people always act like slaves just were fine with it. Yeah. Like, like they're like, oh, well, they just did it. For, like, no. It's not like, even human behavior to be fine with it. Like, no. That makes sense. They were seriously fighting all the time. And... A lot of people have heard of like, like Nat Turner and like some of these other slave rebellions, but like slave rebellions mm-hmm. were super common. Were like super common, right? Those are just the ones that were documented. Exactly. So that happened all the time. The slaves weren't like, okay. So anyway. And, and, but also, I'm sorry, just to go no, back. Go to ahead. Go ahead. Also, it is about like, like kind of like Pavlov's law. Do you remember reading about that or knowing about that in psychology? So like basically just train somebody. Uh, Yeah. So the more they they do something, you train them into like beating them or, you know, positive reinforcement or negative reinforcement. And so that's basically what's happening with slavery. It's not like they chose to be like, okay, I'm just going to, I'll be docile and just do it. They didn't want to do it. Like if you you thought that was true, I'm sorry, go ahead. (laughs) No, 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 that's true. And a lot of times, for instance, there was mothers trying to protect their kids, fathers trying to protect their kids, women trying to protect their husbands, husbands trying to protect their wives, like brothers and sisters. Like there's a lot of situations where people were like, well, 
if I have to do this so that somebody else doesn't get hurt, like, this is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? So the whole thing was obviously like a big fucked up situation, but okay. So then next we're talking about hoodoo right now. So what hoodoo actually is, and I'm going to read, this is from Wikipedia. Hoodoo is a set of spiritual practices, traditions, and beliefs that were created by enslaved Africans in the Southern United States from various traditional spiritualities, Christianity, and elements of indigenous botanical knowledge. Now, practitioners of hoodoo, we call root workers, conjure doctors, conjure men, or conjure women, root doctors, hoodoo doctors, or swampers, which I had never heard, but okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing I didn't know this about hoodoo is that a lot of hoodoo traditions draw from the Bangongo people of Central Africa. So I had no idea about this, but over the first century of the transatlantic slave trade, an estimated 52% of all kidnapped Africans came from Central African countries that existed within modern day Cameroon, Congo, Angola, Central African Republic, and Gabon. I didn't know that. Didn't know that either. Yeah, I like always in my mind, it was always West Africa. I think towards the like 17, like late 1700s, 1800s, and they started more with West Africa. So when slaves got- I did got- know about the Congo people though. I did know about that. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, and they also have like, if you look at, like I just did a little bit of research like on Wikipedia, the Bakongo mm-hmm. people have like a whole, it's so interesting. They have a whole system of spirituality. And if you look at their, they have like a, a, a crossing with a circle and it goes around and it talks about like life cycles. It's very similar to other cultures. I always think it's so interesting that like cultures that knew nothing about each other, like have such similar theologies. I just think it's fascinating. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when slaves were, okay, first of all, when slaves came, when slaves were bundled up in these ships, they were packaged up. They usually, what they tried to do is put people who didn't know each other or from different areas together. Because if you put people who can't speak to each other, they can't rebel, right? They can't fight. So all these people were put together and they were not allowed to practice their own spirituality, obviously, because they didn't want that, but they found ways to do it anyway. So what they would do. Sure did. (laughs) So obviously kind of like we were just talking about with sorrow, they would come and they would learn about the plants and the animals and different kind of stuff. There's also an influence of hoodoo that comes from indigenous people, the indigenous people of the Americas too, who like, would also teach them like, oh, we use this for this and we use this, that for that. And the, you know, the enslaved people would be like, oh, we use this for that. And that makes sense. Yeah, we could use that for that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So as time goes on, they kind of made their own situation. And a lot of it happened, especially in the deeper South, um, where they really, there was a higher, there was where most of slavery was. And there were certain areas that ended up with certain groups of people that kind of knew each other and knew their their spiritual knowledge was the same. So later on in the course of slavery, like I said, Western Africa started, Western Africans started coming over and they brought their indigenous knowledge. And also another thing about hoodoo is I didn't know that there's a huge, not huge, but there is a big west african influence in hoodoo that comes from islam 
because the people, I mean, depending which country, but there are a lot, especially in like in Sierra Leone, in Nigeria, mm -hmm. in a lot of Western African countries, a lot of the Muslim people live in the Northern countries closer to the more majority Muslim countries, but there, there are Muslim, uh, oh, there's a lot of Muslim people in, in, in Senegal. And that was oh, also, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And, exactly. And that was also a major slave port. So in these places, they brought over Islam and that also became a big part of hoodoo. So from this, the people were doing their own, their Everything. own, ver yes. And, you know, a, a ban, it was illegal. So people were like, yes, they were going to church on Sunday, but they knew who to go to when they needed something or they wanted whatever they wanted to do. So hoodoo isn't a religion, it's a practice. Kind mm -hmm. of, yeah, kind of like people, no, I'm not going to liken it to that because it's completely uh, <laughs> So here's the thing, right? Something yes. that you said that's very, yeah, so it's like, it's not a religion. It is a practice. And mm -hmm. if you think about it, all the things you just said, it makes sense, right? Because yeah. just like when you said they brought over back to the, the first thing that you're talking about, hibiscus leaves and mm -hmm. okra seeds, right? So yeah. that's basically, I see where you're going because that's basically what hoodoo is because Hoodoo is the descendant of voodoo, right? Because voodoo was practiced first in Africa before they were enslaved. And then they yes. brought what they could from those countries into wherever they were enslaved in mm -hmm. those okra seeds and those figuratively speaking, right? Those yes. okra seeds and those hibiscus leaves and things like that. And they used what they could and whatever sprouted, sprouted. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that makes sense, right? You have to take what you can to survive exactly so yes. yes so that's exactly what happened with hoodoo so like everything Brittany said exactly hoodoo is a practice so mm -hmm. then we go to what people call voodoo um mm -hmm. and then voodoo so voodoo oh, is i should probably say voodoo instead of voodoo yeah <laughs> but no no but it's it's kind of interchangeable in a, in a way because a little bit because so when you think of voodoo most people think of haiti when they think mm -hmm. of a country, someone said, tell me a country that's associated with voodoo. People say Haiti. So Haiti had a large concentration of mm -hmm. people from specific French owned African countries, mostly being Togo, Benin, some from Ghana, but usually near the border and some from Nigeria, but those mostly is Togo and Benin. People in Togo, Benin, who they most like, they mostly took were Dahomey people and Iwe people. So these mm. people, their their faith is Vudan was their indigenous faith and they were very strong in it and they brought it right over. They were like, oh, we're not Catholic. We're not we're <laughs> down. Like this they're is like, what we are doing. Yeah, they're like, this is what we're doing. Sorry. Like, like, I don't know what you want to do about it. So you know this is somewhere where you just have a lot of this and it's there's that is a religious system. There they have specific gods that go there's with priests, it. Right. There's rules of everything lots of things. Yeah. There's like a lot of situations with that. Now, in terms of religion, there's different religions and now voodoo is a little different and Vudan. Vudan is the name of it when you go back to those places like Togo and Benin. That's right. where it started. Can and I answer something real quick? Because I, that's the whole thing. You can answer who, whatever you want. <laughs> people who practice 
right? So, okay. So there's voodoo, right? Mm-hmm. So V-O-O-D-O-O. And that is really where that, that originated. Most people will say, people who actually practice like voodoo, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to yeah. say that's a knockoff of voodoo and it's not real. Yeah. And that's really just originate, like originated in like New Orleans, yeah. right? Like those French colonies <laughs> that mm-hmm. were, right. So, and then you have the real voodoo, right? That mm-hmm. is completely different than that. So they'll yes. say that's, that's fraudulence. <laughs> and then you have voodoo, which is, I mean, that's what they say, V-U-D-U, right? Which is the yeah, real yeah, yeah. thing. And then hoodoo, which is completely different, which is the practice, which is always mixed up, but not the same at all. Yes, exactly. Oh, Brittany, you're so, you're so smart. so yeah so this it's all three different things people get them kind of they move them all together one thing that i do find is different similar now all of this also is completely different than like ifa that's different too like oh, everything yeah, is, yeah <laughs> that's a whole nother thing we're gonna get to 90 day fiance no kidding oh we are like she's not even doing that she's just kicking coconuts around she's crazy but Okay, so like now we kind of get to the subject of there's a whole bunch of people call them ATRs or DTRs, right? African traditional religions. Um, And you'll find in different places in the Caribbean, they're called different things. You go to Puerto Rico or Cuba, it's usually Santeria. You go to, and I'm not going to say this right, so don't get mad. I'm so sorry. You go to Brazil, it's Quinnabon. Oh yeah. Girl, yes, keep talking. Hold on. Keep going. <laughs> I can't say it. I tried and I was like, I tried to practice. I'm like, I can't say this word. It's problematic. And they also have condomble. I hope I'm saying that right. There I know there's Lukumi in some places, but like those are different too. So like everything everything's just very different. (laughs) It's like the same, but so different, right? Because they, they do, they practice, not even practice the same, but it's all connected to the same meaning, but they Mm. say things differently. It's pronounced differently. It's different names, but it means the same thing. Yeah. It's really fascinating. It's really, really fascinating. It is. And you know, that also matters because of the the language, right? That they speak yes. in whatever country. If it's in a Spanish speaking country, they're going to call it something different. If it's in an English speaking country or if it's in Brazil, a Portuguese speaking country, it's different. Yeah. So, That's so true. Just yeah. like with the Saints. Yeah. Don't even jump anything, but like the Saints, like I didn't know if you like Obatala, right? It's like mm-hmm. Cuban and Puerto Rican. And then in Brazil, it's Oxala, something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So sorry if I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry to be ignorant, but it's O X A L A. And then in Haiti and New Orleans, it's Batala. So it's like the same saint, right? Or yes. Orisha, rather. It's the same Orisha, but mm-hmm. like it's completely different. <laughs> it's exactly. Different. And exactly. It's completely different. And they have it's it's just everywhere. Like you can yeah. usually find it in any caribbean a lot of central american um and like when i say caribbean i'm grouping in you know places like you know like panama like i'm grouping in i'm grouping in all those places 
where from the diaspora. So yeah, it's just fascinating. All these things are like so similar. Now, real quick, I'm going to go on my short Hotep rant. I'm going back to what we were talking about before. Talking about like where these, talking about Christianity and black people and how some people are leaving the church. Now, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, I saw this video today on TikTok. I love a TikTok. And <laughs> you love a TikTok. <laughs> I love a TikTok. There's this guy I follow. He's really, really smart. He's like got a master's in divinity. He went to a theological cemetery. He's very intelligent. I really enjoy his videos. Yeah, they're really good. He did a whole video about like how like churches need to stop making people feel bad because they don't tithe and like this whole thing. And he talks about, mm-hmm. yeah, like, that. yeah. <laughs> Another That's episode, scary. we could have a whole episode on tithing because it's <laughs> madness. Um, <laughs> so- I don't want to pay for your bends. That's your card note, sir, not mine. Anyway, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> first of all, that's the whole point of the show is you get to say whatever you want. And I'm saying, I'm not paying for your airplane or whatever. This is stupid. And actually, I was just talking to my mom about this yesterday. I was like, if I knew that people were tithing so that they could like really do things for the community, then mm-hmm. I then it's not so bad. And that was the whole point. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole point was we're all going to tithe so that we can like feed the poorest of us and give yeah. people things when they need them and that kind of thing. But that's not what these people are doing anymore, especially because in the U.S., you know, people who have churches don't pay taxes. So they're just taking all this money and it's not fair. But again, sorry, I got a text message. I was wrong. Anyway, I edit that out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Okay. Okay, now going back to my thing about Christianity, I saw this video, this guy was talking and this pastor was talking and she's like, I hate the fact that they make like people think that the only way you can connect is that you have to be a witch um, because there were Christians in Africa before this and blah, 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 blah. Let's, First let's... of all, who said that? Brittany, I swear to God. <laughs> This woman that. who was like yelling on the pulpit about how no, there was Christians in Africa and they believed in it. Okay, let's. No, let's... but who said that you only connect through being a witch? What is that about? Who's oh, saying I don't that know. This la- this lady said somebody told her. I guess... oh, and then she started blaming like Beyonce and she started blaming. Oh God. <laughs> In her Oshun concert. <laughs> yeah, she was like, how dare Beyonce just such as Oshun. She was mad. She was big mad. So she's screaming about this. And the guy is making all the points that, like, we all have to come to terms with, okay? couple things. Number one. <laughs> Before colonization, there was little to no Christianity in Western or Central Africa. This is a fact. So let's That's all stop. It's a fact. That's a fact, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they had to enforce the Bible so so harshly. Exactly. And people will be acting like, oh, no, it was there. How do you know? First of all, were you there? Were you no. there? Right. Okay. Let's what? really you... talk about it. Because... I know. And then everyone's favorite thing to say, next thing is like, yeah, but what about the Queen of Sheba? What? The... First of all, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, this is that. <laughs> That's thousands of years ago, bro. I know, like, you need to relax. They're like, yeah, but King Solomon, the Queen. I was like, yes, I've heard the story. But here's the thing. There was only one country 
that had early Christianity, and that was Ethiopia. And let me, if you didn't know, there's no slaves coming from Ethiopia, guys. That didn't oh, happen. Yeah. yeah. That's why they, oh, never mind. We're not going to go there, but yes. Okay. We're going there. <laughs> Wherever you want to go, I'm going because I have some thoughts. <laughs> okay, listen. We have to come to terms with a couple things in the community, okay? If you are a, a white listener, sorry, but I just, talk about, I just have to talk to my community for a moment. We have to come to terms with a couple things. Ethiopia was the only country that had Christianity. That was it. That was the only one for a really long time. Slaves weren't coming from Ethiopia. Also, Black people, listen to me very carefully. Most Black people in the Americas who were from the 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 Middle Passage or ancestors of those people mm-hmm. were not Egyptian, and we were never Egyptian. We've never been Egyptian. We just aren't descended from Kemetic kings. We never have been, and we never will be. Let's stop. Can we just stop now? Like, <laughs> can we stop? Because why are we doing this? Why yeah. are we? You know what's funny? I I'm gonna stay quiet on this subject because I don't. No, seriously, I don't know much about it because I don't follow it. That's fine. Um, and I really I. I don't know what they be. I don't know what they be talking about because I don't. don't. So I'm going to just listen because I have no thoughts on it, except I know that part that you just said. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. I I don't even have that much to say about it. I just wanted to say that because I hear so much. Like (laughs) I remember like talking to people and people being like, blah, blah. And like, we descended from all this comedic knowledge. And I'm like, no, we didn't. Like if, if you are into you know, Egyptian ancient religion. Cool. That's, that's awesome. Go ahead. Go off, go off King. But like, (laughs) like, but like we didn't descend from that. And I feel sometimes I'm gonna don't email me about this, but I feel like sometimes (laughs) don't, don't make comments. People are being like, Oh my God. Listen, I feel sometimes black people, we feel this need to be okay. We have had ancestors who were slaves. Mm-hmm. and or who went through something and we feel this need to be like we were kings we were yeah. this and we could just be normal like and that was good it was fine we were fine whoever you descend from it doesn't have to be a king to me mean that your family was important like it's fine please <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just begging you <laughs> please <laughs> let's just we can just be who we are and it's good enough and it's always been good enough and who you descend from is strong and resilient people and just let that be fine like the messiah himself the lord yes <laughs> let's that's stop. a strong ass force i'm just saying people i'm saying like let's stop let's just just be honest i might have to edit all of that out. <laughs> oh emails <laughs> people are getting me mad because we're not like all this like all this kinetic knowledge and like these new queens i'm like first of all <laughs> what are you talking about like yes sis, you are a queen but like i'm meaning it in a different way <laughs> <laughs> like you are a queen right now in your life like you slay like you're doing great you're like <laughs> You're doing, the damn thing, sis. you're doing fantastic but like you 
you aren't like you're you're great unless you know for a fact your your 17th great grandmother was not a famous Sudanese queen she just probably wasn't that's just a fact I'm not trying to shit on anybody but it's just a fact she probably wasn't and it's fine now with spirituality coming into play do you think people can reincarnate differently yeah I think I believe in reincarnation 100 percent and I think people could but not everybody that's following this connection. No, <laughs> not everybody. Some people just decided some things. I'm like, girl. But I, like, but I do think that, okay, so like I'm doing this ancestor class and we talk about ancestors of time. So mm-hmm. ancestors of time can be ancestors that you had when you were in a different life. Yes. So that I do believe in. And if people are telling me that I'm like, yeah, sure, sure. I get it. But for people to continuously use this narrative that like, that we had to be Kings and Queens and this is how everything was. It's not how it was. People like think of if you do an ancestry DNA or something and you find out that your family's from a place like, but here's the thing, we could have been Kings and Queens in different countries too, guys. Like it, yeah. Other countries had that. <laughs> so exactly. it doesn't have to just be it's true. Like it doesn't just have to be Egypt. Like I know the Prince of Egypt was a great movie. It was, it was so was good. one of my favorites, but we didn't all Still Oh my God. Stop because I will sing every song right now. Every sing. song. I will sing Deliver but, Us from front to back. I love that song. I put that song on. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So that is my jam. Okay. Kings and queens and whatever in different countries too. Like it, it wasn't just Egypt. But again, like I haven't studied enough, so I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stay quiet because I don't want no hate email. So. <laughs> It's fine. It's like, and people always talk about kings and queens of Egypt. I'm like, are you guys talking about the pharaohs? Because like, that was mad long ago. It was a really long time. Like, there were more. And also, there are still kings and queens and and chieftains in Africa. It's still a thing. Uh So uh it didn't just die out because people got kidnapped. Like, they still had a society. Uh, uh, albeit it wasn't functioning that great because their people kept getting kidnapped and that fucking sucked but like it was still functioning actually speaking of people getting kidnapped there's a letter can't remember it but there's a letter from the king of angola at one point Mm -hmm. to the portuguese government that he was listen shit's getting wild you guys keep (laughs) stealing people and i can't (laughs) handle it (laughs) He's like, this is what I'm going to do. I think he changed his name to Frederick or something. He's like, I'll adopt your religion. I will let you guys hang out here. But please stop kidnapping us. Please like, leave the people. Please like, leave the people. He was like, I will. When you leave, don't take anybody with you. <laughs> He's like, I will literally give up my cultural identity if you chill the fuck out. Like, <laughs> And he's like, wow. I, yes, and I forget. I think it's, he changed his name to King Frederick or something. I have to find the letter. I'll put it in the show notes. But he wrote a letter. Yeah, it was just basically like, please stop. Like, this is real bad for everybody here. Everyone's so sad. Please. <laughs> <laughs> They're so sad. Nobody's happy. I'm trying to be a good king, and this is not working out, guys. <laughs> making my job difficult is basically what he was saying you're making my job so hard please (laughs) 
Oh my God. Okay. So that was a great convo about that. So we're going to go on to the next part of our, our podcast here. And this part, I'm going to tell you guys a story. So Brittany, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. You ready? Okay. I'm here. All right. Great. So again, with our theme today, this is going to be a story about a little spider and his name is Quaco Nancy. Okay. Yeah. Quaco Nancy is a pretty famous spider. And you know, you want to know how famous he is? How famous is he? He has so many names because (laughs) all these different, different parts of, again, different parts of the African diaspora, people call him different things because literally it's in his Wikipedia profile. He's literally the most prolific character in the African diaspora of any folk story. Um, Yes. His stories are there's a lot of stories that people have other than Ghana. Kwaku Nancy originates with like the Ashanti people of Ghana. That's mm-hmm. my, that's my that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, and he Yes. And so in also in Jamaica, yeah. Jamaica has the biggest concentration. That's the word I was looking for. The biggest concentration of Ashanti people outside of Ghana was in Jamaica. Yes, because they transported them a lot there. Also, quick random story. You said Anansi, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh huh. So in Jamaica, if you have you ever heard the Marooners? The Marooners. Yeah. No, teach me. What's that mean? Uh, Okay, no problem. So I don't know dates, everybody. So I'm just going to tell you this story very broadly. And I'll put a link to other people who know more about it. So the Marooners were this group of people. So they were in Jamaica. Jamaica is a pretty big island, but it's also an island. You can't get off it. So the slaves got to Jamaica. A lot of them were Ashanti slaves. So Ashanti people, our thing is war. Like we're really good at it. So we just fought all people all the time. But we're also really good like like trackers and like map makers. So a bunch of the slaves were like, oh, you know what's really crazy? This slave life. I hate it. This is dumb. So they found <laughs> out that there's a bunch of mountains and they're like, okay, we're just going to escape. So like, they just left. It's not funny. <laughs> but they were just like, we're not going to do this anymore. So there were two groups. I think there was Leeward and Westward Marooners who just went to two different areas in the mountains. And they were just living there. And sometimes they would just go down and get some more slaves. Or like, you guys want to come to the mountains? Or like, absolutely, this shit sucks. And the British <laughs> were just tired. They couldn't keep keep chasing them. It was just becoming right, such right, a problem. Right. Yeah. So this went on for time. I don't remember what happened at the end of this story, guys. Again, I'll leave a link so you can read about it. But this happened. And you know somebody who descends from the Marooners? Buju Bantan. Buju Bonton. Yeah. <laughs> Buju. He, oh, and an- I have another slave fact before I start this story that I learned that's so interesting. The last slave ship that came into the United States, mm-hmm. I think it was like 1860. There's somebody very famous who is descendant from somebody on that slave ship. It's Quest Love. Who's Quest Love? Oh my God, Quest Love. He's a who is that? He's from a tribe called Quest. Like he's a drummer. Oh. He has a pick in his hair. Oh my God, my yeah. people are gonna. Oh my God, they're gonna steal my black card for that. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know because... one song from a tribe called Quest. I just know who Quest Love is. Wow, 
please don't revoke my black card, people. I already don't know how to play spades. I'm already, I'm, I'm skating on thin ice here with these people. All right, I'm so sorry. I know who I, that is. I just didn't know. <laughs> I don't know how to play spades or dice. Is that the other oh one? Oh my god. I don't know. Dominoes. It's dominoes. Okay, I don't know how to do that either. I drank my first sip of Hennessy. I was thirty, and it was. I don't know why people like it. Not the cognac. Okay. It's expensive and it doesn't taste good. I don't understand. I know it's it's different. Whatever. I can't be bothered. Okay. So, like, let's. All right. So Nancy has different names. Got so far off coffee. And Nancy has different names in different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. In Jamaica, they call him Kwaku. They call him Aunt Nancy. They call him a Nancy. In Ghana, people call him a Nancy or Kwaku Nancy. Mm-hmm. They call him a Nancy Drew in the Bahamas. They call him Aunt Nancy or Ba Yente in South Carolina. Isn't this like the spider like wisdom and whatnot? And like Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. So in Hoodoo, I don't know if the people know, but in Hoodoo, spiders are it's not like a bad luck or good luck kind of thing, but it's it's more like an omen mm-hmm. of like protection and wisdom. Mm-hmm. So that's yes. interesting. <laughs> she said yes. <laughs> it's gonna get more interesting. So the thing about a Nancy, <clears throat> and I know like so my dad, who's like a very good storyteller, he mm-hmm. like always told me a Nancy stories growing up, which I really like. I remember my first grade project, I made a big a Nancy book of poster paper Aww. i wish i still had it yeah but <clears throat> and the story i did was like the the reason snakes have no legs it's kind of like if you've never heard a nancy story it's like aesop's fables basically it, they all have like a lesson and one of the reasons and nancy's stories persisted so well like i said in jamaica especially because of the population because where they were from but then throughout the diaspora because and nancy's literally a spider that's that's his form mm-hmm. but he literally gets over on like all these bigger people and animals. So he triumphs, he's extremely smart. He's a trickster. Mm -hmm. He also is very clever and always finds his way out of situations. He's also a little bit lazy. That's why he's constantly tricking people because he just doesn't want to do all this work. Oh, Um, my animal for real, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a whole mood, Uh uh-huh. Yes, exactly. It's literally, I know, I'm like, this is my essence. Okay. <laughs> so, like, all right. So this is how, so and Nancy is also known as the keeper of wisdom. Like you said before, talking about spiders and wisdom and the keeper of all the stories. And so this is how he became the keeper of all the stories. Okay. So one day he heard about the fact that Niame, the god, sky god Niame had all the stories. And then Nancy was just like, you know what? I want that. So he went to Naime and he's like, hey, can I have some of your stories? And Naime's like, absolutely not. Why would I give them to you? That's silly. He's like, please let me have these stories. <laughs> he's like, I really want the stories. And he's like, fine, I'll give you the stories, but you have to do like, I'm going to give you some crazy shit that you have to go do. And he's like, fine, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have to go get the four most dangerous creatures in the world. So he had to go get this python named Anini, some mm-hmm. hornets named Mamboro, a leopard named Osebo, and the fairy Momotida. So, and Nancy's like, Sir, 
I will bring you all of that and I'll bring you my mom, which I don't know why he needs to say he's going to bring his mom. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to bring in my mother. Like, and, that yeah. suffice. <laughs> I'll bring you my mom too. And, and my mom. Exactly. And Naomi is like, okay, bet. Like, let's, let's try. Like, just, let's, let me just see if you can do it. <clears throat> so Nancy, because <laughs> I love it about Nancy, he goes home and he tells his wife first. He's like, fam, listen. I need your help. We got to get these people out. And she's like, I got it. Oh, God. And Nancy, here I go having to fix all your problems. You just go out here. <laughs> well, I signed up. We're going to marry you. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I knew you were a hot mess. Okay. So first I got to get this Python. How am I going to do it? And she's like, oh, God. All right. This is what we're going to do. So his wife's like, we have to go get a really long piece of vine and a long stick. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go out to the river and I'll meet you there. Just go hang out there okay he's like okay so he goes out there he's hanging out with his stick and his and she says hide it so he hides it so she comes out and then she's like oh my god and nancy you know that python onini and then nancy's like yeah he's like he's not that big and then nancy's like no he's really big and she's like no he's not so onini hears it and he's like what are they talking about me i hear my name (laughs) so he comes out and he slithers out and he's like, what are you guys talking about me for? And they're like, oh, Onini, we're trying to figure out if you're bigger than this stick. Do you think you're longer than this stick? My wife thinks you aren't, but I think you are longer than this stick. Mm-hmm. He's like, let me see that stick. So he puts the stick down. <laughs> and Onini, like, he, like, lays himself out. He's like, wait, let me see. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Actually, he's like, I am pretty, pretty long. I'm almost as long as a stick. So as soon as he lays himself out near the stick... And Nancy goes and gets the vine and his wife is helping him and they wrap him up and they attach mm-hmm. him to the stick. Mm-hmm. So then they, so Nancy's like making fun of him. He's like, ha, you so dumb. <laughs> like, I got it. So they take, they take Onini to Nayame and Nayame is shocked. He cannot believe that he captured a python, a little spider, but he's like, okay, cool. You know, you got one, but you still have three other people to get. So we'll see how that works. He's like, mm-hmm. and Nancy's like, don't worry. I'll be back in a little bit. So again, he goes back home. He tells his wife, Aso, she's like, Aso, I need some help again. She's like, Jesus Christ, can't get anything done in this house. <laughs> He's like, I need to go get these hornets. And she's like, hornets? Oh my God. <laughs> so she's like, you're going to need get it else. <laughs> I'm so busy today. She's like, I was supposed to go out with drinks for the girls, but here you come bothering me all day. I have to go tell them I'm going to be late. This is ridiculous. <laughs> also, you could get some stories. This is not, this is so crazy. Anyway, so she's like, this is what you're going to do. You're going to go get a big gourd and you're going to fill it with water and you're going to carry the water over to where the hornets stay. And she's like, okay. So he goes and gets this bowl of water, takes it over to the hornets. And when he sees the hornets, he goes and he gets some of the water and he sprinkles it on the hornets. Mm-hmm. And all the hornets are like, ah, it's, oh my God, what's going on? And he keeps sprinkling <laughs> it. <laughs> but they don't oh. see where the water's coming from. So he's just sprinkling it. So then after he's done sprinkling it, he pours all the water on himself and goes under a banana tree. Uh-huh. Uh, so they all, the hornets fly to the banana tree because they're like, oh my God, we're getting rained on. Right, right. And, and they go in there and they're like, 
Nancy, what's go going on? And Nancy's like, it's raining cats and dogs out here. It's crazy. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> he's like look at me i'm soaking wet didn't you feel the rain they're like we did feel some rain he's like i told you luckily i have this gourd do you guys want to get in my gourd and get protected from the rain and they're like mm -hmm. oh thank god thank you so they get in the gourd and then he ties up the gourd and he takes them to nayame again making fun of them the whole time and nancy's rude mm -hmm. <laughs> he's so rude I'm like, you're tricking these people and making fun of them. That's not nice. So, all right. So now he has two, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. Naomi is so like, all right. What? He's two more, and then he's got to go get his mom. So, <laughs> so he now he has two. So now he has to go get, what's he up to? Oh, he's got to go get the leopard. Okay. So, one more time. Also, she's about to leave the house. She's going to get to drinks with the girls and get her hair braided. <laughs> And here comes Nancy again. He's like, awesome. And one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. I need to catch the leopard. And she's like, the only reason I'm helping you right now is because we're on the way to the braiding shop. <laughs> Other than that, I wouldn't be helping you. You're really messing up my whole plan for the day. <laughs> she said, I'm going to be late for my appointment. I made it early on purpose. <laughs> those this are important crazy. appointments yes they are she said this is important do you know how long this takes oh uh, it's tough love day uh. she's like i'm doing she's like I did, I did my skincare routine this morning i'm looking cute like i feel good about myself i was gonna have a self-care day but here you go ruining my whole day asking me to help you with all this silliness <laughs> oh god she's like you're, you're lucky that i love you i swear to god <laughs> She's like, okay. I felt that. I felt that in my <laughs> She's so irritated. So she's like, this is what you're going to do. You got to go dig a hole and then you're going to cover mm -hmm. it with brush and stuff. And then you're basically, this is how we're going to catch him. Cause I don't have time for all this schemes today. We're going to do this easy time. <laughs> so she's like, so Nancy goes to the forest where he knows Osebo the leopard is coming and he digs mm -hmm. a really big hole, covers it with brush and everything. So then Osebo, he goes and he's walking, doo -doo -doo, I'm a leopard, I'm walking through the forest. <laughs> and then he falls into the hole, of course. And he's like, oh shit. So then he goes into the hole and here comes the Nancy. He's like, hey, hey, what's going on? He's like, oh, I fell into this hole. Can you help me? And he's like, oh no, that's terrible. <laughs> he's like, but the thing is, I want to help you. But if I help you out, you're going to eat me because I'm a tiny spider and you're a big leopard. And he's like, mm -hmm. look, I promise I won't eat you, but you got to help me out of this hole. It's like six feet deep. I can't get out of this hole. <laughs> he's, like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's like, okay, fine. So he goes and he gets a really, really, really long stick and he puts two sticks down there so he can, so Sable can kind of climb out. Yeah. As Osebo is climbing out, and Nancy takes a knife that he took to do the sticks with, and he throws it at Osebo's head. Oh, Osebo's like, oh, shit! And he falls down. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he goes unconscious. Oh, my God. Yes. Well, that's another one down? Okay. <laughs> exactly. So he gets some rope and stuff, because Nancy's also really strong for being a tiny spider. And he, mm -hmm. like, gets him up. Go takes him to Naomi. It's another one. He's got another one. So he's got one more left. 
and all right this one's gonna be kind of hard because it's a whole fairy and i don't know how to catch a fairy but i guess we're gonna do our best so this time i think nancy figured out this plan himself he didn't bother also anymore because she literally was gonna stop talking to him so he was like what are we gonna do (laughs) he went and got they call it an akuna doll which i don't know that name but i mean i know it is it's it's also called a fertility doll Okay. Yes. And okay. Yeah. I didn't probably. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't either. But yeah, I'm gonna put a picture too, like in the show notes. Most people have seen this kind of doll. Usually, side note, what people do, the tradition is that if you want to have a baby, mm-hmm. and you're having any trouble, you get one of these fertility dolls. You treat it like a baby. Like a baby. Yeah. Yes, and it will help a woman get pregnant. So. Mm-hmm. He takes one of these. It's yeah, it's very popular. If you go to Ghana, you see them everywhere. So he gets this um, fertility doll, this Akuna doll, and he takes the doll to put under the under a tree. He covers the doll with sap from a gum tree, Mm -hmm. and puts the Akuna doll right under the tree. And he attaches the Akuna doll to some strings so he can manipulate it a little bit like a puppet. He gets some pounded yam, and he puts it next to the Akuna doll and it's a real african yeah it's very very (laughs) (laughs) and he got a little basin and put it in there so he he leaves it there for some time and then he sees that the one of the fairies she comes by and she's asking the doll oh can i have can i share some of your food and the doll he moves the doll so the doll looks like it's saying yes so she goes and she eats some of the food and then she's like, can you, can I get my sisters? Can they have some of your food? And the doll moves its head like, yes. So she goes, gets the food. So <laughs> this part's kind of funny. So after <laughs> they eat the food, they're talking to the Akuna doll and they're like, thank you so much. But the doll's not talking back. Right. Right. So again, one of the fairies is like, thank you. And the doll's not coming. <laughs> the doll's not talking back. So she gets pissed, and she's like, "You're rude!" And she slaps the doll, oh. and her hand gets stuck because it's covered in sap. And her other sister was like, "How dare you get my sister?" So she slaps the doll, and now the other one's hand is stuck. Now the other two fairies that are there, they try to unstick the other fairies, and all the fairies are now stuck. Mm-hmm. Aha! Here comes a Nancy. He's like, "You dummies!" <laughs> He's like, you guys are so silly. So then he gets them up, he ties them all up, and he makes fun of them too. So he takes them over to Naime. He's like, Naime, I got your doll. I got your fairies. Hold on, I'm going to my mom's house. She'll come with me. I won't have to trick her. So finally, he goes to his mom's house. Oh, okay. Like, We're at the part where his mom has to come. Okay. <laughs> yeah, his mom's come. He's like, Mom, listen. Here's the story. I had to do all this all day. It's been a day. I really want to get these stories, but Naima said that you have to come with me. And she was like, okay, like, I guess I'll go. (laughs) So she she went with him. And Naima, he saw all of this and he's like, damn, this is crazy. So first, before he even gave it to them, he had to meet with these other kingdoms because he's like, I don't trust a Nancy. I heard about you. (laughs) Yeah. But when like, but when the other kingdoms heard about how Nancy had conquered all these these things, 
they were like wow okay like i guess we're actually gonna just let him have it because at this point i don't even know what else to do this guy has done so much and he brought his mom like like so let's just let him have the stories so after this they let nancy have the stories (laughs) everybody was super excited that the stories were not only kept by one person because nancy handed out the stories and he kept all the stories the records basically and he would tell the stories so everyone got to enjoy the stories not just Naya so people were actually really excited about this and from then on they were called spider stories for the rest of eternity and then and Nancy just went on to make more and more stories. And if you look on the internet, you can find a Nancy stories everywhere. And that is I like that the, story. Yeah. <laughs> that's the end of that story. Like oh that. another note. If anybody has ever watched American Gods, mm-hmm. there's it's like one of my favorite books. Um, and it also became a TV show, but I don't really like TV shows too much. And Nancy is represented on American Gods and then Neil Gaiman, the author, wrote another book called The Nancy Voice. I never read it, but um, there's a really good scene mm-hmm. in American Gods, and you can find it on YouTube, where the guy, Orlando Jones, I think he's the actor who plays a Nancy, mm-hmm. does this thing, like, okay, there's a scene where they're on a slave ship, and Orlando Jones is a Nancy, and he starts talking to one of the slaves, and the slave's talking to him, and he's like, gives this whole soliloquy about how like you should basically what he says is like you should just burn this place to the ground because you're already dead like you don't even know what they're gonna do to you when you get there Mm -hmm. and then they end up burning the slave ship it's like quite crazy but Mm -hmm. it's an interesting scene but the way he talks is very very good i'm gonna i'm gonna send it to you but oh like he's like convincing him to do it yeah he starts like Uh convincing him to get mad and he's like burn the slave ship to the ground and he does and it's just it's a really interesting scene but mm-hmm. anyway that's from american gods anyway this is the end of the story so this brings us to the end of our show so Brittany, thank you for being here today this okay. has been great this has been very fun and i want you if you can to tell people where they can find you on the internet in case they want to follow you and things like that okay y'all can follow me on my little corner of the internet on Instagram. I am at underscore the herbal alchemist. I do lots of stuff over there by helping people, you know, reclaim your personal power through alchemy and all that great stuff and fun stuff. Yay. Oh my God. And me. Brittany's Instagram is an adventure. adventure. She's on there. She's doing, she's doing all sorts of stuff. I know you do like were you doing like a circle? What kind of circle was it? Like a manifestation circle or something? Yes. So they're actually women's circles. We hold those. Every circle that we have is centered around a different theme. Mm. So based on that theme, we'll go over certain stories and we'll do certain rituals. And it's like in a flow-like manner, but we also do like meditation, sound healing, and intention setting. It's really, really cool if you ever want to check one out we don't have anyone any like listed yet but we're we're trying to do more in the summer yay and she's just so great guys she, like she does readings like Brittany's amazing like beyond being just my friend like she's like Aww, a great person sense. and she's an amazing <laughs> she's an amazing reader she's like she's like not like she's a real deal so it's like great i wouldn't lead you astray so <laughs> so 
now we've come to the end of the show. Oh, I didn't even do my, ugh, we were chatting so much. I didn't even do my mid, whatever. I'm going to do it now. So listen, everybody, if you like this show, <laughs> you can like, you better like this show. You this better like it. <laughs> if you like you this like show, it. you can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if for some reason I'm not wherever you listen to podcasts, tell me, cause I'll fix it. Um, I know that's right. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Look at <laughs> I love the show. I love the theme. I love that you have different just categories that you talk about. It's really interesting. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thank Shut up. Okay, thanks. You're the best. I love you. Stop. Okay, so then like if you if you want to subscribe, you can. But if you do like it, you can go and give me five stars or whatever. That's um, right. Whatever you like. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're dying at the div- no, that's not true. We're at Dying with the Divine on Instagram and we're <laughs> Dying with the Divine on Facebook. And if you want to follow me, you can, I guess. It's Sankofa HS. That's S A N K O F A H S on Instagram. Wait a minute. Do the people know what you do? We're not, that's not what this show's about. <laughs> <laughs> this show's about, about you. She's also <laughs> very amazing. And if she's not going to brag about herself, I will. She also does <laughs> everything she just mentioned I do and times 10. So yeah, that's go follow not. her. <laughs> so then if, God. <laughs> also, I guess if you have some constructive criticism you want to share it's totally fine dying with the divine pod at gmail.com no one cares actually <laughs> it's gonna the show is still gonna be the same format probably <laughs> i'm like i'm already oh and if you have questions or comments you can also email us i'm already ready for people to be like your laugh is annoying i know okay, okay. i was born so, with this go to a different podcast then yeah people are like you sound like you're wheezing i know oh, that's just God. how i am leave me alone <laughs> Good God. Okay. So yeah. So thank you all for listening and being here with me. And thank you, Brittany. And everything's going to be great. And I hope you have the best week ever. And I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye guys.